bum bum bottom 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 bum
a, uh, I had a, a blackberry mojito. Yeah, and I had a blood orange uh, margarita. I had two blood orange margaritas and half of Lisa's <laughs> mojito. So I'm feeling pretty good right now, Lisa. And, we, and we've been having a good time. It's good to... to know these people yeah and like the you know where we ate we ate in white bear lake and uh they had the eatery outside and uh you know i i everyone was social distanced it's it's again it's very surreal but fascinating i took lots of photos i want to remember this time in our history uh yeah it's fascinating but i mean we also have to recognize that the reason you're listening to this episode probably is because we are talking with Stephen Clefman and Eric Jones of Four Color Fantasies the uh, bookstore in Winchester Virginia the comic book store in Winchester Virginia a store that we adore that we do and when the pandemic started we said like this is one of the businesses we want to see continue yeah and they've been super inventive in finding a way to both keep the community of their customer base going and continue to serve their customer base. What I think where Four Color Fantasies is killing it is in their magic ability to make wonderful references. Yeah. They all have a vast knowledge of comics. Uh, we decided to do a kind of care package where we said, okay, just charge our credit card every week this this amount and just send us whatever. And, dude, we got a treasure trove of back issues that we are still combing our way through. Yeah, yeah. They, they, did, they hooked us up uh, quite well. And uh, recently, uh, for the second year in a row, they are hosting their comic cover charity auction to benefit the literacy volunteers of the Winchester area. And the level of talent that they got to participate in this uh, blank comic cover sketch uh, charity is Insane, And we're going to go through a lot of the artists involved. If you want to know every artist that uh, contributed to this auction, you can go to our website at uh, www.comicbookcouplescounseling.com. Did I say enough W's this time, Lisa? He never says enough W's. It's www. Why do I always just say www? Because by the time you get through the second W, you're tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Everybody but, knows you don't even have to say the W's yeah. anymore. If you want to know every single artist that contributes to this charity auction, you can go to our website, www.comicbookcouplescounseling.com. ComicBookCouplesCounseling.com. Prepare for your mind to be blown. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, of course, the person that we uh, focus on and the person that uh, we are highlighting in our header art for this episode is Daniel Warren Johnson. But there are so many other absurdly talented folks partaking in this event. And we have tweeted out this auction. Yes. And we know that some of our followers have already taken advantage of this auction. That's a good point, Lisa, because we talk about where the bids were at the point of this recording, which is about five days ago. And already these numbers have increased. So if you were hoping to get that Daniel Warren Johnson for $220, uh, sorry, guys, it's already <laughs> gone up. But if that sells for under $1,000, that's a good deal in, in my estimation. These guys have done an amazing job of networking, of just putting themselves out there and asking, will you do this? It's for charity. And 
we know that the comics community, we've seen it over the course of this pandemic and over this Black Lives Matter crisis that our country is going through, that people are looking for ways to give back and give more. And this is a, a very, like, in comparison to some of the stuff that has been going on on Twitter, this is kind of like a beautiful, gorgeous little secret that we're letting you in on. And even though the prices, the auction prices have already gone up, they are still going to be way better than anything that you're going to find on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's for that's sure. That's just my little way of saying you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So let's get into this conversation with Eric and Steven, and we'll meet you back on the other side. And here we go. We are joined by the most handsome guys at Four Color Fantasies. Right this second. Right, right this second. <laughs> uh, we have with us in the show, in the love nest, uh, Eric Jones and Stephen Clefman of Four Color Fantasies. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are here to talk to you, uh, as we mentioned in our intro already, about your crazy cool charity auction uh, that you have been doing for two years now, or have you been doing it for more than two years? This is the second year. So this is year two, yeah. uh, which is kind of astonishing. Uh, you know, you, what, what the basic gist of it is uh, you set aside on your Facebook page a, a place for people to bid on original comic art, uh, and most of it is done on like those blank comic cover sketch uh, books. And after two years, you have guys like Daniel Warren Johnson and Adam Hughes uh, donating their lovely time to you and their lovely art to you so that you can gain some money for the uh, literacy volunteers of Winchester, Virginia. Dude, how'd you make that happen? <laughs> Very lucky. Yes, yeah, sheer luck. Uh, and uh, and I'm not afraid to bother anybody. That's the very hard of it. So what's your origin story? Like, what is the first... Who is the first artist you went to going, like, would you give us art to, to auction off for charity? Uh, it was... Uh, we, it was for Halloween Comic Fest 2018. We had Carlos B. McNeil, Jeremy Viner... And I always forget her name, and I feel like a piece it's of garbage. Like Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> Kelsey's up. She's a local artist. She does really great stuff, and I love her art, and I'm blanking our names. I'm a bad person. No, um, it's because you're super tight and on first-name basis. <laughs> that's, that's true. Nailed it. Uh, but no, we had them, and it was a it was a real loose idea that we had, and so we were like, well, let's see if, they'll, if they'd be interested in doing some of these, and they, they each knocked it out of the park. And then we were then, so we're like, okay, we can probably have a couple, and we were going to have customers do it. And then uh, we went to North Carolina Comic Con and got like ten or eleven. And after that, I was like, okay, no, this is a thing that we can definitely do. And then it was just go to shows, bother people, email people. We have, then that's when we found out how many talented customers we have too. Yeah. Did it ever start out as a lie of you just trying to get free art? <laughs> no, and I wish I would have. Just like for a lot of the art that I have not been able to keep. Uh, <laughs> There, last year there was at least two that I wanted to go missing, and this year there was like four. But. <laughs> uh, so take me through the process of. Well, actually, no, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to get the process yet of collecting art. I want to talk about this partnership that you have with the Literacy Volunteers of Winchester, Virginia. Uh, why is this your charity? This was an old thing. Uh, we we had the idea to donate to charity, and we did it really know who and we had a couple of ideas and we brought them to our boss Mike and Mike had already made 
several donations to the uh, literacy volunteers. Um, and so he said he wanted to continue to support them yeah. and you, support them louder. Yeah, because I was like, what's a good charity? He's like, well, I like this one. And he went, okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was that easy. And they, they were nothing but kind and uh, and very nice. Yeah. Uh, and they've been a dream to work with. Originally, I wanted to surprise them. I wanted to do the whole thing yeah. and then just cut them a check. But I got in touch with one artist. And their rep was like, oh, well, hey, if you want to donate it to charity, we have to know the person, that group's tax code. So then I had to call, just kind of cold call and go, hey, I wanted to give you money for this thing, but we don't, what's your tax code? And the guy, and Mark, who was the former leader, or I guess board leader, whatever you call it. Or <laughs> just, you know, something yeah. like that. But uh, whatever Mark was, he uh, he was he was just blown away by it, and, and he started coming by the shop, and and that's that's really how we started really getting close with them yeah but because uh, I, I just i was like i want to be nice and surprise them but then one artist held us up <laughs> but it ended up working out because they they got us media connections that we yeah. had before like we got on local tv and and we pushed it that way we got a little article in the winchester star about it yeah and so we were able to get the word out locally uh through them which is nice yeah that definitely helped out so you said something there that i find interesting is you wanted to find a charity uh, to participate with, what's the impetus there? Why do you, why did you have a drive to find a charity to give back in any way? Uh, I don't know. I just want to do something nice. I thought Steve and I, I don't know. We started to really kind of make some, uh, make some headway here about doing good things and like getting the community becoming more of a community. And so I wanted to kind of give back because I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, Hey, come in and give us money during this sale, but I wanted to do something nice. Yeah. We, we, we don't exist in a bubble. We exist here in Winchester. And so we wanted to, we just wanted to be connected and a part of stuff. And, I, and uh, you know, we were seeing good work done by, you know, the Alamo Draft House in the area and stuff. Also connect, connecting with charities. And uh, we thought we could help out as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been incredibly impressed by Winchester. You know, we're local, but we don't live within the community. Uh, but because of all the rad things that you guys are doing, that the Alamo's doing, uh, we're drawn in. And it's astonishing yeah. to me every lost weekend, every free comic book day, uh, the amount of community organization that occurs in Winchester. Winchester is a destination place for us. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so weird growing up here to hear. <laughs> as much as I love this city, I've got I've got Winchester tattooed on my chest, but it's so, it's so weird to hear people be like, I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what is it about your community? What is it about like all these businesses coming together to contribute? Like what wh is it in the water? What's going on? <laughs> I think we're still a, I mean, we're getting bigger every year, but it's still a small town. Yeah. And it, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of family-owned businesses, a lot of privately-owned businesses, and uh, that, that still have a really big name here that people want to support. And uh, I think as people move sort of in from uh, the city out here and are willing to commute, you have a lot of you, you get a you, you're seeing a lot of push. I think now just just in culture to support smaller places, yeah, uh, and and to support community places over places like Target or Walmart or whatever. I mean, there's shops in town that I've been shopping at since I was a kid. I mean, I've shopped here since I was 11. The, it's been the same glasses place next door since I was a kid. Ear Food, the record store, has been the same spot since I was like eight. So even probably even before that, I bought my first tape there. So mm. like, it's cool that you can, you can walk downtown and go, oh, yeah, that's been here since I was born. Mm. And w getting to the art itself, um, 
you know, last year, uh, of course, the only one that I can remember at the moment is the Jeff Lemire cover, the Batman Shadow cover. Uh, Why can you remember that one, Brad? Be- because I won it. And <laughs> it blows my mind that I own original Jeff Lemire art. And the price that I got it for was like obscenely small. And I, I, I felt pretty guilty about how little I paid for it. Um, and, and so, like, I'm amazed. You know, after that year, and you had a bunch of cool people last year too. Uh, Hobbs Hollick, I mean, he had a great piece oh, last year, yeah. and he has an amazing yeah. piece this year. The Usagi Ojimbo piece is so incredible. But it seems like this year you've really upped your game uh, yeah. in collecting talent. And so you say you go out and you start pestering people, but take me through that process. What do those conversations sound like? Uh, <laughs> well. You can't see it, but I talk with my hands a lot. Uh, and one artist made fun of me for that. <laughs> and made me feel pretty stupid. But uh, I just, uh, usually I'll go to shows and I bring a bunch of covers with me. And I say, hey, my name's Eric. I work at this comic shop in Northern Virginia called Four Color Fantasies. We are doing this charity. All the money goes to a local literacy program. I've got these covers. Would you be interested in doing one? It doesn't ask me now. You can mail it to us. I'll pay for shipping, whatever. Uh, but it's all for a good cause. And... I mean, the worst they can say is no. So, sure. Uh, like some people say, well, I don't have time or like a lot of, most people are really receptive to it and they're just like, oh my God, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, can I take it home? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. Here's, I can give you our email. I can pay value money for shipping. Uh, I've got no problem covering that. Uh, but yeah, most people are super cool. Uh, and some people are just like, can I do it right now? Uh, Matt Kent, the first year, I was talking to somebody at the Valiant booth and was seeing if I could get some free sketch covers off of them. And they were like, oh, yeah, here, take these two and go bother Matt. And so I went to talk to Matt Kent, who I've talked to a handful of times, and asked him, and he was like, he just sat down and knocked two out right in a row. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, with, like, ink washes and everything. And it's, I, I just like watching people draw anyway, so anytime I can actually watch the thing happen is amazing. And but, uh, yeah. <laughs> is it just a matter of numbers? Like, do you hit everybody up or do you have like a strategy when you hit a convention? Uh, my number one thing is I go after artists that I like anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause I figure if I like them, I can talk them up to people. Uh, and I, I mean, not, and not, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I've got the best taste cause Steve will tell you that I do not, but it's true. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I try to go after people that I think would, that I would want to buy something from. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is it rude of me to ask if you have favorites from this year's batch? I want to highlight oh, no, no, some no. of these. Uh, I really wanted to bid on this Beta Ray Bill by Daniel Warren Johnson. And then the second the store opened, somebody bid $200 or something <laughs> like that. Weird. Uh, man, if I ever see that guy, let me tell you. Um, that, that one, the Daniel Warren Johnson one is amazing. The uh, Martin Marazzo Silver Surfer is just incredible. Um, who else? The Mark Buckingham books of magic. Yeah, that one's really nice. The Matt Lesniewski Spider Man. Uh, I see a flash one here that is a pretty spectacular pop art God. style. <laughs> Who's the artist that on that one? Uh, some homeless guy. <laughs> uh, Eric, don't be so humble. Your art is in here and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, Moving right along. Yeah. That's an artist's <laughs> attitude. You won't get any joint noise out of him on this one. <laughs> Um, what, what other good ones do we have? We have great local ones too. God, anything by Jamie Miller. Jamie Miller's awesome. Uh, Jerry Perez's, uh, Hops Hollitz's, you said you would know, Christy Broy. Christy Broy knocked it out of the park on every single one. Um, 
I really love uh, Coops, uh, Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. Uncle Scrooge cover. Uh, oh, Matt Waringos. Yeah, uh, the deceased cover that he did. Matt Matt's an awesome guy anyway, and I love his art. And I got to get something from him. But like, he sent me the picture of him. And was like, hey, is this okay? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and we got to tell you too, like the the high schoolers. I was gonna say Nicole Babbitt. Yeah, the, the high schoolers do a fantastic job. Uh, we have we have two high school English teachers uh, who help run the literary literary magazine at a local high school, and so they know who the artists are in their school, and they they get the kids to do art for us, and they do fantastic work because they don't have any rules about how to do art or how to do sketch covers yet. They just see a yeah. chance to be creative and to do cool characters that they know from the movies, um, or even characters that they make up themselves, and they they put it on. The cover and it's always awesome yeah uh, we have one we have one by nicole babbitt who i think was like she, she made won some award i think within the school yeah. last year she just did like four ocs on the cover mm-hmm. yeah and, like cool. in the back cover it's incredible i she's i would love to see her do more comics and apparently she's she's actually she gets commissions from kids in her school to do art so she's already making money at art uh and hopefully she continues that trend yeah oh man that's super rad yeah, she has art that, that I think would stand out at a, like an SPX or something. Yeah, absolutely. Huh, huh, huh. Did you get all of these artists like pre-COVID times or have you had to change up your strategy since there haven't been many conventions as uh, of late? Yeah, that, that that's uh, that's my worry for next year's. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, most of them, because I think the last show I went to, oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Uh, but uh, I think most of them, once COVID hit, like, there are ones that I dropped off that I would email people. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple There's a couple that never came in that I'll bother again for next year. But, uh, I mean, the Daniel Warren Johnson one, I gave him that cover at Heroes Con last year. Mm-hmm. And then missed him on Sunday because he, he was like, oh, I'd, I'd like to do a beta or bill. And I was just expecting a head sketch. And so I went back Sunday, but he already left. So I emailed him through his website. And then a couple months later, he, he's like, oh, hey, I, I, can't, I can't find that cover would you want a carnage? I've got a carnage cover. And I was like, man, it's all for charity. And your art's amazing. I'll take whatever you do. And then it, then it was like, Hey, what's the deadline? Okay. This, and this is the original deadline, I guess. And so it showed up mid pandemic and yeah. just blew our socks off. Yay. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I think most of them have been, most of them post COVID have been customers. Yeah. yeah. Jamie Miller would just show up to buy his comics and go, Hey, I made another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love going through Jamie's because I was just like, oh, it's one after another. Like, he he did what, like six or seven of them? Yeah, yeah. he did a bunch. And then another customer, Sam Bibbins, was trying to do one a month. Yeah, and those those Jamie Miller ones, those were literally within like two weeks of each other. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he, would, he would show up just like twice a month with a, with a new piece of art each time. Uh, and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I can tell you that like if I win Thor, Beta Ray Bill, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson for $200 – that is an incredible steal, and I don't imagine that I will be the la- that that's the last bid on that because if you, you look got at some competition, you're already at competition. Oh yeah, that's right. It's two oh five. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but if you look at it, you know his commissions that he normally does are all black and white, right? Yeah. This is a double double page. It's not one page of the Thoric blank cover. It's two pages, so it's a full spread. And it's in color. He colored the darn thing. So yeah, if because you get, we're, you know, we're still fairly small. That's the thing about, like, I, I hope to get the word out. Like, cause like you said, you can get some amazing art for a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If this goes so for that, under a thousand dollars, it's a good deal. Yeah. 
And, and, and that's the same with that Adam Hughes Vampirella we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had to pay for that one at Baltimore, but like, still, like, even, I think it's at 75 right now. Again, that's a, that's ridiculous to get an Adam Hughes commission, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, my favorites right now, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, the Steve Lieber Batman is amazing. I uh, love Steve. He has come yeah. out for us both years now and sent us a, like a Jimmy Olsen postcard this year as well. Oh, that's great. He's the coolest dude. Like all the yeah. stuff that he's doing on Twitter right now with uh, those little postcard sketches for yeah. people. Amazing. Amazing. He, he's another guy I just bother on Twitter because I like his art. And I was like, hey, we do this thing. Would you be interested? And yeah, sure. You've got uh, the Tyler Crook Walking Dead zombie again yeah. in color. Amazing. Yeah, that one's also absurd. Uh, yeah, that one we watched him do at a con, and it took him like just a couple hours. Yeah, it, it, not even that. Yeah, maybe an hour tops. Yeah, ludicrous. And uh, you guys also uh, appeared on his show earlier this year because he's doing the. I'm blanking on the YouTube. Uh, uh, drawn to the shop. Drawn to the shop. Yeah, drawn to the shop. Uh, where he did the Two Face sketch uh, to benefit yeah. your store, and uh, I, I love seeing his enthusiasm for giving back to the community as well. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's such a nice dude. And then you've got two Drew Moss uh, sketches, also in full color, a Doctor Doom and a Superman. Those are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love those. Incredible, incredible. So I hope anybody that's listening, they're heading to your Facebook page right now to uh, place bids, uh, because some of them, like I think the Drew Mosses are like at twenty dollars right now, like absurdly yeah, low. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I mean, God, the Mark Marazzo one, man. Like, that's all the way from Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, nuts. And that, he's blowing up, and, I, and it's not even at $50, I don't think, yet. It yeah. might be at 60 but still, like, absurd. That guy needs needs uh, all the all the more attention that he can get. Yeah. There's also a Peter Bag Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm winning that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I said Facebook page, but uh, can you go through the process of how to bid and win these items and the deadline on it as well? Yeah, it's uh, super easy. You can you can go to our Facebook page. We have a photo album up of all the covers um, with the current bid status on them. You can message us through Facebook. You can call us or you can come into the shop to place your bid. Uh, we bid in increments of five dollars. Um, so that no one loses out by like a penny or something like that. Um, and bidding ends September 12th, which is a Saturday at 5 p.m., which is also our free comic book day. Yeah. Uh, so the last bid will go in uh, at 5 p.m. that day. Oh, man. I, don't worry. I've got it on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> We're checking the status daily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we do ask if you want to bid, do not comment on the picture. Send yes. us a message. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, we would not be able to keep up with it. Yeah, contact us directly. I will do that. I will do that. Um, can you talk also about just uh, running four color fantasies right now in uh, this uh, pandemic era and what it's been like for you? It's uh, it's been weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it was hard. It was really tough to shut the doors um, in March, but we didn't. We shut the doors, but we didn't. We never closed down the yeah. entire pandemic because our thing was as long as we can make payroll, we're good. Uh, and we again, we have an amazing community that just came out and was like, "Well, let me buy some back issues. Let me buy some trades." You guys really, really stepped up. Yeah, you guys helped, helped us a lot. Uh, but again, it's we're it's not we're not just a store that people just go in and come out like it's. 
Michael says it's the nerd. It's the bar. Yeah, the bar for nerds. Mm. Uh, and people miss hanging out. And the first week, Steve, Steve said it best. He was like, I forgot how much of this job was just talking to people. Yeah. And when you can't talk to people, it really sucks. Uh, but now letting people back in, it's getting back to normal. It's, you know, we got to limit who we, how many we can let in. But uh, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> people are really good here about wearing masks. Um, we haven't gotten that much pushback on that, um, which we're very happy about. Uh, because, again, we just have a good community that cares about each other and, and wants to keep everybody safe and yeah. is willing to follow the rules. Um, so it's it, it's a lot better now. But, yeah, for, for that while when we weren't letting people in, it was really weird. And a couple of times we'd forget to lock the door and someone would walk in. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it felt <laughs> like some people were trying to come murder us. Yeah. It was uh, – that first that first week was was weird just because it was a new something new every hour yeah in in the world of comics and we'd be like okay we got a plan and then it would immediately change and then we'd be like okay we have a new plan and then it would immediately change again switching over to dc's new uh distributor uh, yeah. has, has been a trial but we've been able to weather that as well yeah uh so so it's it's been it's been hectic yeah. it's been fun in some ways uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a great job to have. Yeah. And like Mike's been open for 33 years, so any, he's seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that way if Steve and I are unsure about something, Mike can go, no, no, I've dealt with worse. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> we can keep going. Uh, honestly, one of the most significant, um, moments of this quarantine era was Mike's video. I think it was like a month in, maybe even two months in where he was talking about, how you know four color fantasy survived the 90s um uh, speculation bust and if, if we could survive that we're definitely going to survive this and he, he had so much positive energy behind him that it was impossible not to like pick up some of that and i honestly yeah. legitimately took what mike was saying in that video and it made me feel better about uh, a lot of it, all the other non-comic book related stuff that's awesome. You yeah, love Mike. Game. He's he's such a character. He lives in a castle. He knows yeah, everything there. about comics. Like, we love that dude. Yeah, it sounds like you're making somebody up, but no, that's a real person. He does love <laughs> yeah. um, well, so, you know, my, you know, having just said that, you know, at, at the same time, like my uh, emotions go in peaks and valleys through this entire experience and especially centered around the comic book industry right yeah. now. And, you know, recently yeah. with yeah. all the DC comics layoffs and all the restructuring that they're going through. That's been a tremendous downer in the Gullickson household. Yeah. And, and they have the worst timing this year. For yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, how are you two feeling about the industry of comics right now? I mean, here's how it usually goes I stress out about everything uh -huh. uh, and then Steve talks me off the ledge yeah and then he stresses for a second and I talk him off the ledge and then I stress out for about 10 times longer <laughs> so it's, it's a good ebb and flow that we have but I mean comics are are a great medium they're not going to go anywhere uh and even though it's stressful like at the end of the day the books that I'm reading every week off the shelf are, are great and and we we try to focus on the positive. Yes. Rather than a customer coming in and we just go, oh, my God, the sky's falling. Can you believe this? We go, hey, man, this new issue is great. Like if they're buying something, you, you always look at what they're buying and say, oh, man, this was awesome. Oh, I heard this was great. Try, you know, just try to stay positive. There's a reason we read these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we, we they're escapist literature. You don't want to 
I, I, the world is on fire and I try to not think about it. So like, if I can help other people not think about it for even one second, then that's better. And at the end of the day too, most of our customers who are coming in and buying their weekly books don't care that DC's hemorrhaging whatever, like, or changing distributors or whatever. As long as they get their comics, a lot yeah. of them are, are pretty satisfied. Yeah, most of, them t- most of our customers, DC changing a distributor was just a headline to them. Yeah. Mm. It didn't affect them. Yeah. Because we were like, the second they changed, we were like, okay, this is what we have to do now. The only time it affected them was when uh, we screwed up and forgot to order that one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll see weekly order. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that could that could cause some uh, uh, frustration, uh, yes. you know. But yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, you know, Lisa and I were talking about it. You know, comics is going nowhere. You know, people are going to make comics no matter what they have. So we're always going to be uh, we'll, we'll always have comics available to us in some form. You know, what whatever happens to AT and T and Time Warner and, and DC, you know that that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, as long as we get comics and new comics. And like you're saying, every week there's been a new comic that's worth reading. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I don't think AT&T is going to be able to to bury Superman. Yeah, I, I, well, like, I think Superman's going to live on. Yeah, Superman's fine. Batman's fine. Oh my God, there's like three yeah. Batman and three Batman <laughs> yeah. movies right now. It's absurd. Am I, am I wrong that they're canceling books like Teen Titans and you know stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. But they'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Has your guys's friendship always been a comic book friendship? Like, do what's what's you you guys's origin story? <laughs> uh, I met Steve through the shop. Yeah, okay. yeah. I he he worked here a long time ago. Um, yeah, I worked here in high school uh, until I was about eighteen. From like sixteen to eighteen, and then like off and on until I was twenty. Uh, but Steve was working here when I, I moved home from Jersey. And started picking. I had st- been buying comics again, but then I started a box when the New Fifty Two started, and that's right when Steve started. Yeah, yeah. I started. Re- I started reading comics in the New Fifty Two, and then I got hired here when I was like twenty. I'm twenty seven now, uh, and so yeah, Eric and I met through the shop, and then he he volunteered his time. At, he was working another job. He volunteered his time to work here after hours, uh, and and then he eventually went full time here. Mm. Oh, that's nice. See, Lisa, the New 52 isn't all bad. Beautiful <laughs> yeah, things came out of the New 52. <laughs> we, will, we will go on the record as saying that we love New 52 here at Four Color Fantasies. <laughs> there were some solid stories there. Yeah, that brought me in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's certainly when I started uh, rereading DC Comics because I had gone away. And then I came back because of the New 52. But I, of course, being a comic book fanboy, found lots of things to like moan about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's just comics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So we are uh, the uh, Comic Book Couples podcast, guys. We're currently covering Silver Surfer and Don Greenwood on the show. And our, I'd like to hear from both of you uh, what your – OTP is like what's your one true pairing what's your favorite comic book couple uh, that you will follow no matter what well I can't follow no matter what because the series is done I know Lisa's going to hate this but Jesse and Tulip from Preacher are my favorite couple of all time. <laughs> we could uh, cover them on the pod we, you I, should <laughs> uh, I do find Preacher yucky I'm on <laughs> I mean, I'm on the, the record as saying ew <laughs> <laughs> that comic makes me weep like an infant at times. 
Uh, Me too, for, but for different reasons. Yeah, probably different reasons. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll follow um, Hal and Carol uh, on anything, Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris. Oh, yeah, we got to cover them. I mean, I used to love Wally and Linda, and then DC ruined all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking at a straight bullets now, so I'll say Beth and uh, uh, Orville, or whatever his name is. You know, my favorite comic, I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Gray uh, Bullets is a great comic, but I have not read that in fifteen years. Oh man, it's I'm obsessed with it. And I yell at everyone who doesn't read it. So <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think mainstream. Yeah, I like Wally and Linda. I like Barry and uh, Iris. I like uh, I like Kitty and Colossus. Kitty Pride. Oh yeah, yeah. Kitty oh, and Colossus. Yeah. We got to cover them. <laughs> we got to cover them too. Yeah. There's so many good that couples. Problematic in my eyes. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. some interesting uh, math if you look at certain comic book couples. <laughs> yeah. Dick <Yes>. and Babs, <laughs> yeah. most recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so doesn't love Spider Man and Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, monsters, monsters don't love them. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, Joe I like Sue and Reed. Sue and Reed. Like we yeah. we're saving them. So, like, uh, Norrin Rad and Don Greenwood are my OTP, but nice. um, like I think, and we've already done Spider Man and Mary Jane. Yeah. Reed and Sue are my Reed number two. Reed and Sue's Brad's, yeah. and I've already picked out. Nice. I've already picked out the relationship book that I want to do for them. Yeah, but we're gonna do Preacher Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do it at some point. I'm looking forward to that. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would like to thank you because before right now I did not know what OTP meant. I just oh, you're welcome. I'm too lazy to look this up. You're so you can, welcome. <laughs> which sums up most of me and the internet uh, getting along. <laughs> uh, so before before you guys go, before you leave uh, the love nest here, um, let the folks know where they can find you. Remind them once again where they can find the uh, auction and and, and why they need to place a bid on these titles. Four Color Fantasies. We're, we're that on Facebook. We're that on Twitter. And we're that on Instagram. Uh, you can bid on the Facebook. The, the Facebook photo album has all the current bids, all the covers. Uh, and you can bid by directly messaging us, calling us, or by coming into the shop. And the shop is at 80 Weems Lane in Winchester, Virginia. We're a bright blue house. You cannot miss us. Yeah. Uh, but and also you should come out and donate because all of the proceeds, every single cent, goes to Literacy Volunteers Winchester area. They do a lot with uh, helping immigrants and people that are functionally illiterate learn how to read. They work with people to get their GEDs. Uh, they help people gain citizenship. Uh, they they do amazing work down there, and we we absolutely love them. And you're on Twitter as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is our Twitter? SCF Comics. Yeah, SCF Comics. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to promote uh, yeah. your own social media feeds? No, I do not. <laughs> because if you, unless you want to hear me complain about wrestling and comics, uh, then no. And I, and I would, but I'm off Twitter. Uh, so uh, I noticed I, that. I actually don't have one right now. I curse like a sailor on there. Nobody needs to hear my voice. <laughs> oh, we're going to find you. We're going to find you. <laughs> so now that we've done all of this uh, beautiful promotion for your auction, I feel like this bolsters our bids. Like probably, I'm saying 225 bucks. You can just put. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I tell you what, we are. My goal this year is to beat last year's, and we are. We're less than a hundred dollars from beating last yeah. year's, which puts us at like about 140 away from my my personal goal. 
That's oh, crazy. Man. Congratulations. Just blow it out of the water with, yeah, all, yeah, with yeah. all of our buds on, on who listen to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Steve Lieber, Daniel Warren Johnson, Peter Bag, Adam Hughes, Matt Kent, Tyler Crook, uh, Drew Moss. Uh, yeah, Mark Buckingham. Yeah. Uh, Rafer Roberts. Yeah. Uh, there's a Bob McLeod Storm. There's a there's a Tom Mandrake Shazam commission, uh, which he just gave to us. <laughs> like he, it, there's a, there's art for every single person here, and so we get bids on every comic. Or every piece of art, if you get bids, we'll have a special sale. Yeah. Amazing. So awesome. And I also take inspiration from these two for just going out and asking people crazy things. You know, like, <laughs> hey, could you just give us some free art uh, for this auction? Uh, I should take that strategy. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I've done dumber things for less. So. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much, Eric Steven. Uh, thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Um, well, we want you to come back on the show. I love talking the industry. I'd like to get more into uh, the conversation around selling comics at some point because that's yeah, sure. near and dear to my heart as well. And I all, and I wanted to wa- ask personal questions about your love lives. What is your love language? What is your Enneagram? What is your Myers-Briggs type indicator? That part of the podcast will be much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see, I, but I know all that about yeah, it. Yeah, Steve can handle that part, and I can talk about comics. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we'll, we'll sounds good. We'll do another one. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to come back. It's a date. Guys, thank uh, you so awesome. much. Take care. Thank Have you a good one. You too. Wasn't that just wonderful? Uh, I mean, those guys are great. Uh, what we did not do, and we apologize now, is we did not d- differentiate their voices. <laughs> yeah, we did not. We did not differentiate their names. Uh, you're just going to have to figure out which one was Eric and which one was Steven. They're both very different, but equally wonderful. Yeah, and we won't out their social medias on Twitter, but uh, uh, they're there. You can find them. You can find <laughs> them. And I would encourage you to do so because they are fun follows. And Four Color Fantasies, without a doubt, is a fun follow on Twitter. And their Facebook page is a delight. And the videos that they do are phenomenal. Uh, We talked about Mike a little bit. But the videos that he does, I mean, I wasn't joking in that interview. Like, that video that he did at the start of the pandemic really bolstered my enthusiasm and my hopes centered around this uh, industry that we love so much. Uh, so if you're looking for a little positivity in your life, especially focused around the comic book uh, industry, please give them a follow on Facebook and Twitter. And if you are ever in the Virginia area, yeah. go to Four Color Fantasies. It's a destination place, especially if you are into back issues. They have drawers and drawers of back issues. If you want to have a really amazing conversation about comic books, that's a great place to go. And hey, hit us up on Twitter. We'll meet you there. Yeah, we'll meet you there. We'll meet you there. Uh, We didn't talk about this in the interview, but they are an Eisner-nominated comic book shops. So uh, so they are one of the most popular stores or most interesting stores in the country. And they get amazing signings. Yeah. We went there for Jim Rugg. Yeah, yeah, when uh, Street Angel came out. And uh, uh, very intimate setting, great conversation with Jim Rugg. I left that signing feeling like I was friends with Jim Rugg. Uh, turns out maybe not so much. <laughs> uh, he didn't become my BFF, but uh, this is a relationship that's still in progress. Yeah, yeah, we're still courting. Yeah, we're courting Jim Rugg. Uh, so, Lisa, anything else we need to talk about uh, before we say goodbye to this very special road trip episode with this awesome audio quality? 
I think, well, definitely stay tuned. We're going to try to do one more road trip episode, probably right when we get back. Uh, I think we're going to record it. Uh, Lisa, we haven't talked about this, but I think we should. We're doing re- programming right now. We should record it from the car. How fun. And I think we should do it sort of like our last road trip episode, Sundance episode around okay. Rogan Gambit, where we did sort of like a, uh, not an official Rogan Gambit episode, but we did like a side quill a Roden Gambit episode and I think we could do an episode about Norrin Rad and Don Greenwood who are our current couple but rather than going into Silver Surfer Volume 2 Worlds Apart from All Ridden Slot how about we talk about the issue of Groot in which Don Greenwood appears which is Groot number three I love that idea and I think it would be super fun for us to do a um, Enneagram test for maybe answer some of those Enneagram test questions for Don Greenwood as if I, uh, you are Don Greenwood and I am Norrin Rad, or we could flip it. I mean, we can do that. I we think can that, take turns being the silver surfer. I mean, we have two days in the car in front of us, <laughs> uh, so we need, we need things to fill up the time. We have already listened to all of, uh, what, is, what was that podcast? Nice with? White People. Nice white parents. Nice, nice white parents, which was an amazing listen, and I would recommend to everybody. You're probably going to hear me talk about it on the In the Mouth of Darkness podcast because it's definitely my favorite thing I've consumed this week. Yeah, it's all about how nice white parents uh, really are messing up the public system, public uh, school system in yeah. New York in particular. Yeah. But uh, of course, it's going to apply. Yeah. Everywhere. So our next road trip episode is going to be just like this, probably without uh, uh, as many margaritas in our body. <laughs> I had a mojito. Yeah. It was delicious. Fewer mojitos, fewer margaritas. I'll probably be able to string a sentence together and not sound like a sloppy drunk like I am right now. Uh, I think this is our best episode yet. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you think that. Uh, and then we'll cover Groot number three in that conversation. We might actually also talk about the new Judge Dredd comic, Control, from yes. writer Rob Williams. We just got a copy of that in our inbox. Not to brag. So awesome. It's I've read the first five pages, mm-hmm. and based on those five pages, I love it. And um, also tomorrow, we're going to be going to my grandfather's house and digging through and seeing what treasures we can find. And I'm hoping to maybe find some... Comic books? Maybe some comic books. I know we definitely have some of... Uh, Camille's old Harlequin novels from the 60s. I mean, I w- I'm going to look at those. Lo- they're pretty chaste and really wonderful. So next week, we've got another uh, road trip episode. And then the week after that, we will get back into our regularly scheduled program about talking uh, around. Talking around. Damn, I am so drunk. Generally, talking, we yeah. do a lot more editing in our episodes. Yeah, there's no editing We're just Zoom mic, <laughs> uh, air conditioner a blaring. <laughs> uh, but we're going to get back into Norrin Rad and Don Greenwood talking about uh, The Silver Surfer, Volume 7, Trade paperback number two, which consists of issues six through ten. And our 50th episode is one of my favorite episodes. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, please go back and do so. My mom and dad did, and I was shocked. Yeah, I felt weird about that, but they seemed to like it, Lisa. They did. They're very supportive. So, Lisa, where can our listeners find you online? Do you mean where can they send their words of affirmation? That's right. That's how this show goes. I am always accepting words of affirmation at Sidewalk Siren on Instagram and Twitter. 
And don't forget, you can... Oh, we have our new outro. Should we get our script up? No, we're not doing that. We're doing this. This is... We're... we're, we're, No, we're just going. We're just keep going ahead. No editing. We're not being self-conscious about it. Oh, no. Um, Well, you can also uh, reach out. Yeah. Touch touch us. us. Electronically. (laughs) And email the podcast. Yeah. At CB... Nope. CBCC podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And you can visit our website, uh, comic book couples counseling podcast. No, nope, nope. How many W's, Lisa? Doesn't matter. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Your computer will fill that part in for you. It's like it's the first time you've used the internet. Comicbookcouplescounseling.com. Okay, no podcast then. Yeah, no podcast in there. No, no. podcast in okay, there. Okay, wonderful. Brad. Yes. Where can our listeners send their words of affirmation to uh, you? You can find me on all social medias out mom. <laughs> you can find me on all social medias at mouth dork. Uh, of course, you can download and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, although we're having issues with YouTube for some reason. Uh, what other places? Podbean. Podbean. Spotify. Po- Spotify, Podchaser, wherever all fine podcasts are sold. You can find for free. us there. Yeah, for free, for free, for free. Um, what else? What are the, the other? Think- oh, you can give us the gift. <laughs> Of five stars on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to do an act of service, why not write us a review while you're there? So, uh, oh, yeah, no. We are fluent. Yeah, we are fluent in what? In all five love languages. Yes. And they're all greatly appreciated. They warm our hearts and help the pod. And until next time, guys, keep your love tanks full. And your psychic rapport open. Doopy doopy.